Welcome to the Love of Dirt podcast. I'm Nikki and I'm your host and today I'm going to be talking about some of the common pests that I find in my garden and how I deal with them. So in the subtropical environment we have a whole sway of pests that can easily destroy our gardening dreams. Um, Today I'm just going to talk about some of the most common ones that I come across and that I find that are the most destructive if they get out of hand. Um, you might have a whole sway of others, so if you do, I'd love to just hear what you guys are struggling with, so reach on out to me and let me know what you're having problems with. Uh, so let's get stuck into some of my favourites, or not so favourites, I should say. So the first one is a spider mite. And I usually find that this pops up in drier areas of my garden. Um, so what it kind of looks like, you can't really see it unless you really, really look for it. Um, usually it will show up with uh, the plants that are uh, going through a cholerosis, so the discoloring of leaves would happen. Um, you might see like a spider-like web on the actual plant itself. And if you look really, really, really closely, you can see little red dots. So they, these are spider mites. So the thing that I do to deal with these guys is I spray them with the hose. They really hate humidity. Um, and I usually, um, yeah, if I keep, keep water up to the area and just sort of keep it really moist, usually they move on. Um, if they're in really epidemic proportions, I will use something like an eco oil. But I don't like to spray anything like that because it does affect the good guys as well so that's only in dire dire circumstances and usually um, I will give up on a plant before getting to that point anyway. The next one that has been catastrophic to my summer gardens is a bean fly and this is a new one that I have just discovered in the last 12 months and it basically only affects beans so you're bush beans, your climbing beans, it even affected my um, snake beans, which I normally find pretty re resilient in my garden. Um, so how they actually attack your plant is they will lay their little eggs in the top of the leaves when they first sprout out. So it's those first um, leaves that is first appear when your seeds germinate. So what happens then, the larvae then burrows itself down the leaves and down the stem of the um, bean plant and they hatch just before they hit the soil, that's how it kind of looks. Um, so most commonly it kind of looks like you've overwatered your beans and they've rotted and then they've just fallen over. Um, but if you sort of look at that point, you will see the little exit holes and sometimes you might even see some of the larvae still in there that haven't, haven't fully formed. So the only way that I have been able to deal with these guys is to net. Um, everywhere I've looked, even talking to an entomologist, they say it's tough in commercial environments as well. Um, and the larvae can lay dormant in the soil as well, I'm told. Um, so if you've had it once, it's, it's pretty hard to get rid of and you'll probably need to go a few seasons without beans. So I've, I sort of had a good run when I netted my um, plants with a really fine mesh. Um, but yeah, as soon as I sort of opened it up thinking that the plants were, oh yeah, they're safe, they actually did get attacked. 
Um, some people say you can sort of um, mound up and really just sort of hit the plants with a lot of um, nutrients too. And I guess that's how they probably deal with it in a commercial situation. So it basically gives the plant more resilience to that actual attack of those beans sort of burrowing through the stems. Um, I tried a few different ways of sort of after I knew that they'd been attacked because you can kind of see on the leaves little white dots um, where the eggs have been laid. Um, and I tried to do that, but I didn't have any luck. So netting or just not growing beans is my only solution for that one. Uh, your white cabbage butterflies. Um, so these can pre be pretty devastating um, for your leafy crops. Um, so you can try using... Um, the most most common thing that I've used and has been successful is um, Dipple or Dipole. It's a um, it's a commercial product and it's basically a bacteria that when the caterpillars start eating um, the plant, they'll actually the bacteria will go into their stomach and then that acid or whatever it is will basically um, stop the caterpillar from living. Um, the other way is to net, um, and that's a really popular way. I've actually found my really healthy plants are quite resilient to them, um, so I'll get a few little bites, but nothing really like that does a lot of damage. Um, a few people have sort of suggested using some cabbage moth decoys. I've not found that successful. Um, I've not found, someone said, planting snow peas around, like with the little white flowers, because apparently they're territorial not successful with that. Um, so yeah, that is the commercial product and also nets are probably the best um, line of defense there. The next one is fruit fly and these pretty much stop me from going any kind of fruit <laughs> over the summer months. Um, they even get into my zucchini. They are that catastrophic at, in um, our Queensland, Southeast Queensland location. Um, Last year I used exclusion nets for my tomatoes and capsicums and they were a winner and that's how I will deal with them from now on. Um, you can use traps and things like that but it's you're never ever going to sort of the, stop them from stinging your fruit that way. That's just a really good indication of when they arrive um, and also it will help a little bit in the breeding cycle but you know we've got so many mango trees hanging about no one's sort of you know, netting those, they're just, you know, they're just out of control. There's not much you can really do about it other than sort of protect your own stuff. Another popular one is aphids. Uh, so my sort of thing with aphids is to let them be until the good guys arrive. And I know that that can be really hard, um, but that was my best defense this year. I just let them do their thing. I lost maybe half a dozen plants to the aphids but the lady beetles came in thick and fast and they got them under control pretty quick stick so in addition to that I made sure I had loads of flowers loads of um, areas for them to hang out to feed from this is the adult ladybugs um, and yeah they just they hung around they're still hanging around and there's not that many aphids around um, and that got under control. The other thing is not to plant too densely. I find if I plant too densely, then um, it's a lot easier for those aphids to 
get shelter. Um, so if you've sort of spread things out a little bit as well, just make sure your planting spacings are correct. Um, you should be pretty right. So, and also sunshine, like I find I get more of an epidemic in areas where it's really, really shady. So the other one is white flies, um, and they are a sap sucking insect and, um, the most sort of damage that I find they do is they actually spread disease around the garden. So there's a few ways you can deal with those. You can get the yellow sticky fly paper. I tried that once. It kind of worked, but I did also catch a gecko and I was very devastated, so I will never do that again. Um, you can use a, a neem oil. It's not actually um, classed as food safe for us in Australia. Um, and it's also not safe to use in the aquaponics. So there's some sort of disclaimers around that one. Um, the other one is you can use a an eco oil, so like a oil spray. Um, and it basically stops them from flying and keeps their babies under control. Um, or you can bring in some, some beneficial insects. Um, so I'm yet to try this, but um, you can get some lace wings. They keep them under control as well as a whole bunch of other things as well. So they're really great uh, bugs to have in your garden. So I hope you found that helpful. Um, if you have any bugs that you're having dramas with, I would love to hear what you are currently battling with and if you've got any solutions for um, some tricky ones that you've had. I would love to hear it. Um, so just head on over to my website and getting get in touch. And that's it for this week and I will speak to you guys soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Love of Dirt podcast. If you love this episode, please leave a review to subscribe, check out other episodes or grab some of my free food growing resources. Head on over to loveofdirt.com.au forward slash podcast.